time to get back to sports school with the Killer Bees, Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5. He's Blank, I'm Branham, 713-780-3776-6974. How much of the cap has to be used on the rookie class? Don't know the exact figure, but it's not crazy amounts. I mean, the rookie uh, rookie contracts aren't huge, but it is something that you have to account for. Uh, whenever Casario is starting to you know, balance the statements of what he's expecting to spend, uh, you do have to plan for that, especially since the draft occurs after uh, free agency. So don't be surprised if the Texans are $10 million shy of the salary cap when the draft rolls around because uh, they also want an operating budget to have during the season. Now, a lot of guys are going to make it to camp. Like Kendrick Green was a name we mentioned yesterday. We mentioned Quentin Tarantino, the tight end. Like Those are guys that you probably won't cut pre-June 1st because you want to have bodies at camp. But does Kendrick Green make the cut of your top four interior offensive linemen? Maybe not. And that can be something that gives you some room to operate to once the season starts. So, you know, you have to keep You have to do. You have to count every dime. You have to count every single dime. No, no doubt about it. I think that when you think about even a Damian Pierce, Damian Pierce is a guy that's going to start uh, the, the season in your camp to start you know the the actual training camp portion but there'll be teams probably asking are you done with him what, what would it take to get him if they feel like they want to upgrade their room because they know that he's not a fit systematically and they know that he's got plenty of tread on the tires and he's a guy that in the right system in his rookie year showed that he can run the football a little bit so he starts there but does he you know start the regular season there's another question someone asked uh, what about Alvin Kamara Alvin Kamara is not free so unless he's a cap casualty uh for the Saints, that's not something that's going to happen. And, and and if he does get let go by the Saints, I'm pretty sure he's not going to come too cheap. No, because he, he would have a market. And I think that there's a guy that might have might have lost a little bit from where he was that I'm not interested. The savings on Kamara aren't high either. Like, you save $1.5 million. Like, that's not worth it to, to move on from a Kamara. So now you're looking at a trade, and I'm not giving a whole lot for Alvin Kamara. No. Uh, six four five three. Any contract you can see being restructured? Yeah, it's a good call. I haven't really taken the deep dive of like who would be open to doing that. Take some cash in the short term to restructure long term. That could that could come from anybody. Usually, it comes from your big salaries. Though. Yeah, your boy, and I don't think he's willing to do that. Who's that? Laramie. He's done it. I don't think he's willing to do it again. I don't. Well, I disagree because it gives you cash in the like up front. It gives you cash up front. As long as he benefits from it financially, I think he'd consider it. But he just doesn't seem to be a guy that's going to do a, a team-friendly thing. Well, it's usually it's like a scratch my back, scratch your back. It's usually not anything that's going to cost you money. It's just a restructuring of how much of it's signing right, bonus. How, yeah. yeah, so it doesn't mm-hmm. really like impact you a whole t- lot financially. It's it's the, it's confusing. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN HRP listener line seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. So we believe the Texans need a starting running back. We believe that the Houston Texans are going to need a starting receiver. Doesn't have to be a receiver one. Could be a wide receiver three that you're pairing with Nico and Tank. And it doesn't have necessarily. None of these guys have to come from free agency either. Now, Pro Football Focus starting to put together their free agent class list, and you know we we like to spend more time talking about running backs and wide receivers than left guards and nose tackles. So humor us. Do any of these running back names intrigue you? And it doesn't give the cap projections and stuff like that, but would a Saquon Barkley intrigue you from oh, a Houston Texans perspective? Me? Yes, because I think that it's the good and the bad, right? The bad is is that he's been dinged up early in his career. The good is that means there's not a whole lot of extra mileage on the tires, and I think that in a system in which he has a true quarterback, not a Daniel Jones, and he's got guys around him, 
I think there's a whole lot of upside left for Saquon Barkley to where it would be intriguing to insert a guy, the multi-talented Saquon Barkley, into a lineup that has C.J. Stroud and company. The um, he the I'm one of the things that I'm watching a lot in free agency are the cost on these running backs because we've seen over the course of the last few years that the running back salaries aren't really that oh, they, high. They took a huge dive. So it used to be never pay a running back that second contract to where now the market has corrected itself to the point now is like mm, Saquon Barkley worth 11 to $12 million. I don't think he's worth that much money, and I think that's why you know? it's intriguing. I don't I – don't, well, for the te- let me put it this way. From a Texans perspective – I, I just can't see them taking the cap money that we were just talking about, the money that they're going to have to try to allocate across the board and spread around to spread 10 to 11 on Saquon Barkley. I think that seems high to me. It, um, I think it helps you a lot. I think that a Saquon Barkley helped you more than like the second-tier wide receivers in free agency. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Is it better to go Saquon at 11? Mm-hmm. Or Austin Eckler at seven. So, well, I would say Barkley. I would say Barkley at eleven because I Eckler. I don't know what Eckler's going to look like running the football. Eckler intrigues me. Like if you miss out on Saquon Barkley, Eckler intrigues me on a one one year deal. I really don't want to do a second year, but if you do a two year deal, second year's non guaranteed. It's really a one year deal, anyways. Um, like at six million dollars, that to me would be fine. But is he or is he or, is he your starting running back? I think he is. Yeah, I don't know if that's a huge. Upgrade now, over Singletary. Now, it's a huge upgrade in Singletary in terms of catching the ball in the backfield. Sure. But in terms of running the ball on the ground, I don't. I wouldn't say that Eckler's way better than Singletary at this stage of their careers. Well, I, I think there's more tread on, on the, the ground. More tread on the tires on Eckler for sure, but I think he fits systematically a little bit more. He His whole career has been more. He's more shifty than he is. I just think of Saquon is more of a power back when he's running the football. Yeah, but he's, a, he's a good. He can cut, though. He's quick. He's he very can. athletic. I mean, it depends on his ankles. Uh, but Yeah, he's, he's injury prone. That's yeah. a good point. So I, I, I just. I think Eckler for $5 million less could be something that they consider. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Josh Jacobs. I just don't think schematically he fits right. I just think he's a pounder. And I think he's more like a Pierce. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that this year when he came back, he didn't look to be the same kind of player either. And, and maybe that's because he was holding out. But regardless, I, I'll pass on him. If I'm going to spend Jacobs money, I just want to get Barkley. Yeah, for sure. So I, I'm probably out on Jacobs because of the tier that he's at and the cost. Like, if I'm just going to spend that money, I'm just going to spend it on Saquon, which you can question whether you should spend that money or not. Derek Henry. No. You're just completely out at, on Derek Henry. At this Henry. point in his career, I don't think he's a – like you were talking about. We're talking about Eckler. But I just don't know that Derrick Henry's got a whole lot. Yeah, left. see, I disagree with that. I, I think that Derrick Henry still has quite a bit left in his tank. The few times that I watched him play this year, he was still a very, very good running back. Not I, mean, I saw the Texans dominate him in Tennessee. Yeah, and and and, I, and again, systematically, I don't think he fits because he's looking for that that big hoss offensive line. The way they're just going to pound it through the tackles, and and I just don't see the same way Pierce doesn't fit the way Singletary does. I don't see Henry fitting the way more of a, a shifty back fit. Yeah, I, I'm open to the idea of a Henry Singletary backfield. So I wouldn't now, rule if him out. like that, I could see that. Yeah, I don't think he's going to get you 20, 25 carries anymore. Uh, Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard, if healthy, is the right kind of back for this system. I, I think that, but I think he's looking for big money. Yeah. And so I think that scares me. So again, it depends on what the running back market's like. Right. It depends on the finances there, but I think t- Tony Pollard healthy is the exact kind of back the Texans are looking for. He's got a lot of scoot to him and scat. He can he can cut. He's quick, but he can also get you between the tackles and get you your tough yards. I think Tony Pollard's a really good fit, but finances matter. Austin Eckler's a guy we we've already discussed. Yep. DeAndre Swift. 
I, I, I just I don't know that he's a complete fit systematically, and, and I just haven't been a big DeAndre Swift guy. Yeah, I, I just don't like the fit. I, I would pass on him. I tend to pass on Swift, too. I like a lot of these other running backs more than Swift. How about a bounce-back J.K. Dobbins? Uh, if, if this was J.K. Dobbins coming out of Ohio State, absolutely. But J.K. Dobbins, what he, he tore the ACL, and then he came back and tore his Achilles? Yeah, he's... Uh, I, I'm staying away from he's that. He's a damaged good. They already have Singletary here at 8. Uh, this is one that you know well, A.J. Dillon. Wrong fit. You think so? Wrong fit, because he's a pounder. I mean, he's just... A pounder. Yeah, he's just... I, I'm okay with a pounder, but I don't know if a pounder is going to be my first running back. And they might already have a pounder with Daniel now, Pierce. Now, I think that he is more of a – I think he's a more effective pounder than Pierce. Pierce hits the hole really hard, really fast, and tries to get the tough yards. Dylan's a guy that can carry some guys, and he can still – he can get positive yardage even if the first contact happens at the line of scrimmage or before it. But as a combo with someone yeah. else, Dylan could fit, but I, I, I just don't see it. I I rather just take the AJ Dillon light and keep Damian Pierce on the team because I wouldn't I wouldn't want to hi, uh, hire I wouldn't want to sign AJ Dillon as my number one uh, running back. And they mentioned Zach Moss here. Uh, this is probably more cheap option. If a Singletary goes back. and gets money for what he did, Zach Moss is a replacement for Singletary. Yeah, I don't mind Moss's replacement for Singletary. They, and Moss is more running back by committee than like some of these guys at the top of the market. Um, zero eight nine one or Barkley or Jacobs real options for Houston. I I'm curious to see. Like we've never seen Nick Casario enter free agency with a playoff caliber team. Uh, he has money to spend, but as we as we just discussed, he's got upwards of nine starters talking non-specialists that he has to fill up as well. So does he take a lot of that salary? I don't want to say a lot, but does he take a decent chunk of the salary cap space and use it on a running back? We don't really have the history of what Nick Casario would do with a playoff team. Now, like how he spent money in running backs, he's drafted Pierce, he signed Singletary, he signed some fighting Rex Burkheads. But this is a much different team that he's signing free agents for. Would you also consider, instead of one, a combo platter of two guys, maybe not mm. those two guys, because I think that you got to focus on what D'Amico said. Probably towards the bottom, like he a Singletary, to... Moss, and then a drafted guy. Yeah, but he wants to improve the running game, and part of improving the running game is instead of going with top-of-the-market big-time guy like Saquon, uh, maybe he goes with two guys in and around that kind of Singletary and somebody else yeah. to where it's just you have more options and you have the effect. Both guys can be affected. Play the fresh, hot hand. It would kind of be a Miami Dolphins situation mm-hmm. with Mostert, who was a, Very much so. like a second. He was he was already on his second team. They drafted a running back in A-Chan in the middle rounds, and they were also expecting to count on Jeff Wilson, and he got hurt. So it would be different than like the McCaffrey route in San Francisco. And think about the San Francisco system that LaFleur runs uh-huh. in the way they had Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. If the pounding was working, then they would give the ball more to Dillon. But if they were going to go more that spread open, Jones can run it between the tackles, but he can also catch it to where you can do that too. It's just weird because like that's always been the way that this, that system operates. But then San Francisco said, the heck with that, we're getting McCaffrey. Yeah, and so we're going to put Debo like, back there with him. Yeah, so it's like a, it's almost insulting to how that system was built. They're like, let's just double down on it, which it, it works. Some of these free agents here for receivers, we'll kind of go through these quickly. T. Higgins. Interesting. See, I, it's intriguing to me, but it's I think he's, he's going to cost so much yeah. that it's actually going to lessen the overall product of your team. Uh, and I like Nico. I like Tank. I don't think that you have to have a clear-cut superstar wide receiver that Higgins is going to want to be. Uh, so I, I probably actually stray away from these top free agents. Intriguing, receivers. yes. Willing to pay his salary mm-hmm. and the length Same. of years he wants? No. Pittman? I like him. I like. I do too, but I, I like also him think a lot. 
I think he's going to pay. Yeah, he's going in this market with, with the free agency class. He's going to be one of the top guys to go, and he's going to get big dollars. Evans, uh, money matters. If he gives you a hometown discount, absolutely. absolutely. But yep. I don't think it's going to happen. Nope. Hollywood Brown, I don't like him. See, I think he can be really intriguing with this I offense. Just, I don't because of the fact you already got Tank. This well, I don't. I don't care if they're tiny. I, I could use as many tiny receivers as long as they're good. I don't care about small. I care about quality. Now he's injury prone, and if he wants to, like, there's a certain dollar figure where I'm not going over with Hollywood Brown. It's almost the Austin Eckler. Give me a prove it year I deal. Think he's got to prove himself Absolutely. based on what he's been through. And somebody in two might spot. Somebody might be desperate and spend. But the only way I'm signing him is on a prove it deal. Calvin Ridley. They're saying they're saying that they're not going to let him leave, but. I, I was not that impressed with I Calvin Ridley. I was not Ridley at all. Route running, attitude, body language, I, I just, and hands sometimes. I'm not, I'm not big on Ridley. I'm actually not either. Darnell Mooney. Bears? Yeah, I'm He's okay, him. but no. I would be disappointed if he's your third receiver. Gabe Davis? Well, I'm very intrigued by Gabe Davis. I am too, because I think he wouldn't be at a cap number that's going to hurt you. And he can be physical. He's, he can go up in traffic and get the football. He runs good routes. Mm-hmm. I like Gabe Davis in that system. He's volatile. Like he'll he'll have a two touchdown game and then he won't catch a pass for three weeks. But I'm okay with that from a wide receiver. The other three. guys can fill the void. Odell Beckham. Nope. Yeah, I'm out on that. Tyler Boyd. Since he, he's not bad. He's yeah. not bad. He's got. He had a, he had a little dropsies late in the year that could have cost that cost him a little bit. Texans saw it at, at one point in whether he dropped a touchdown pass. Uh, but he can play. I'm mad on him. But I, if he's your third receiver, I'm okay-ish on him. I, I'd want to draft one in the third round as well. And the last one, Curtis Samuel. Eh. Curtis Samuel is really intriguing to me. Like he's super At athletic. He's never had a good quarterback, really. So not not a very big price. This would be a bargain deal. Okay. This would be a bargain deal. I'm not paying him like top dollar, but a bargain deal for a guy with that side, that kind of athleticism, that's never had a quarterback. That would be something that intrigues me a lot. All right, 713-780-ESPN. What are those names do you like? Also, BZ Money on the other side. Killer Bees continue to hand out some winners with the conference championship games on Sunday. Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. All right, it's time for you to see how easy it is to take these guys' money. Are you threatening me? Let's get to their picks on BZ Money. We crushed it last week. Not to pat ourselves on the back. But to pat ourselves on the back, we were fantastic in the divisional round. We went 4-1 and one last week. We won the over in the Houston-Baltimore game. The only game we lost was the Niners, minus the 9.5. We won Detroit, uh, minus 6.5 against Tampa. We won Kansas City, beating Buffalo, and we won the over of that game. Uh, so we were 4-1 and one last week, made nearly $100. We started off with a $1,000 bankroll. We're up to uh, nearly $1,800. Killer Bees have been killing it for all of you. That's even without Joe's oh, math. Yeah, Joe's I was math just going to ask, have you double-checked, double and triple-checked <laughs> the math? We've had to. I think we've, uh, I think we've, we've learned him. I think we made back. What, I think yeah, what we made him. back what we had to give back when Joe's math was bad. He was doubling our wins. <laughs> Some uh, fuzzy math there. He, I was like, I was like, our win loss record doesn't stack up to this total here, Joe. <laughs> like it just, it doesn't make a whole lot of Joe's sense. Joe's cooking the we're books. We're ten games above five hundred. We're up two grand. Like I don't think so. Uh, maybe Joe's been watching Breaking Bad. He's money money laundering uh, the the money there. He, he's, oh, he's cooking taking the, a uh, crash he's course in math books. this week while he's on vacation. He's cooking the books and he's our boss. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's dangerous. Who hired that guy? Uh, Kansas City of Baltimore. We're going to play against the number. We're also going to play the total if, we, uh, if we're if we interested. We have less to choose from. 
We're not going to break out the prop bets and stuff like that, though, until the Super Bowl, which will have plenty of those prop bets. Kansas City at Baltimore. Cannot wait for this game. The two top quarterbacks in the NFL for my money. Baltimore is a four-point favorite at home against Taylor Swift and the Kansas City Chiefs. How are we feeling about this game, Blankers? I'm feeling if you give Patrick Mahomes four points, Hmm. it's hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes. And... Baltimore may end up winning a close game, but if you tell me that Mahomes is going to get four points, I'm all about that. I think both teams, no matter how good their defensive defense has been all year, I think they're they're going to be in the upwards of 20s. I like the over, and and I actually like Kansas City taking the points. Interesting, Brian. Where do you where do you yeah, stand on I, this one? I don't have a strong lean on the, the the line there, but I would lean Baltimore. Just what I've we've seen from Baltimore's defense over, the, especially the second half of the season, it's been one of the best defenses in league don't history. Sleep on Kansas City. I, I know, but we, I mean, what have we talked about? What's the what have we talked about with Kansas City all year? Is that the offense has taken uh, taken a step back? Certainly, if you have. Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes you, in fantasy, you've seen how far their numbers have dropped back or dropped back. So, I, look, it's 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 hard to ever convince myself that betting against Mahomes is absolutely the right play. But if I had to put a, a money down on, I would I would take the Baltimore side with minus four. Joe Thunney's out for this game. Their offensive lineman, who's like a big piece of their Tooney, offensive I think line, it's Tooney. Tooney, Tony, not going to play Uni. Uh, also, Mike Edwards, Isaiah Pacheco, Kadarius Tony, and. The great Willie Gay are all questionable for this Boy, game. They need Pacheco. I think they need Willie Gay. That too, yeah. Um, Can I say this? I, I love Baltimore's team, man. Like, I don't see Baltimore losing this game. I think they covered the number. I had them winning by six, so I don't feel, like, terrific about it. And, again, I don't want to, like, bet against Mahomes. I feel like we have to when we, when we have four things to play. I feel like we have to pull the trigger on something. Yeah. If I had to pull the trigger, I wouldn't play this game normally. Uh, but if I had to pull the trigger, I would actually play the Baltimore, give it the four points. I'm fine whichever way you were. I was just going to say, I, I, before you even said it, I'll say whichever way you guys want to go, I, I get it, and, and I'm fine with it. I would just say this. Last week, the one thing, no matter when you said Kansas City's defense, but the one thing that bothered me was Kansas City had a really tough time stopping the run last week, and Kansas City's going to have to try and stop a way better run attack, I think, this I'm, week. I'm sure you've seen it by now, but they've everyone this week has been talking about how during the time that Steve Spagnuolo has been the defensive coordinator yep. with the Chiefs, no team in the NFL has allowed more rushing touchdowns to quarterbacks than the Kansas City Chiefs, Ooh. which, I don't know, Lamar's kind of good at that. Poncho says yeah. Swifties go down and be more. Book it. Yeah, this this feels like the end of the ride. So that's fine. For Taylor Swift. Let's go small, though, on it because we're, we're pretty torn on it. It's $25. That's yeah. fair. For, uh, what do you guys feel about the over? Baltimore. I love the over. Yeah, I do. Too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll take the over. I love the over. I think this is a game where there's points that are going to be scored. I know that their defenses are higher ranked than their offenses, but playoffs, you kind of open up the book a little bit more. You're more willing to do things. Plus, whenever you trail late in games, you're going to be a little bit more risky to try to get back into right. it, which leads to more points. Maybe against you. Maybe it's a pick six. Maybe it's whatever. Uh, I actually like the total on this quite a bit. I have it as a 30-24 game, 54 points total. The, the number is at 44 and a half. I like. I, I, I could go as much as 40. I, I, I really believe that this is going to be. They're going to. Both teams are going to score points in this game. I don't have any. I just don't have any question about that. I, I feel very strongly this could, this could be another shootout. Okay, uh, B Mac, how do you feel about this? Same yeah, I'm, I'm fine with the over. I'm 50? fine with the over. I thought 40. It's unanimous. That's fine. Hey, we only have. I mean, we only have yeah, yeah. three games left to play on the year. Let's put, a little, let's put a little fifty. Scared okay. money ain't, ain't, ain't scared money ain't 
ever make money? That's right. Is that how it goes? Something like make that. no money? I have no swag at all. No. Scared I just money. expose scared myself money for lack of make swag. Yeah. Scared money don't make money. There we go. I'm not cool at all. No, you have no riz. I'm not cool at all. I have zero riz. No one but no one expects that of me. If you did, that's your fault. Uh, Detroit at San Francisco. San Francisco is getting or giving seven and a half points. It's a big number in a conference title game. How do you feel, blank man? I actually think Detroit can cover that. I think San Francisco is going to win the game. I think it's going to be closer than that. I think San Francisco at home, in depending on the weather, I was going to ask you, do we check the weather in both of these games? San Francisco is usually pretty good. Though, yeah, right? last week it wasn't, and that, that really affected everything. But as long as they're not going to have another downpour monsoon, then I think San Francisco... San Francisco is going to win by a touchdown. That, that's the way I saw it. So I think Detroit could cover the number, but I think but I think San Francisco wins the game. They re, they they play in Santa Clara, right? Yeah, yeah Santa Clara. Let me pull it up, Brian. As you give your take on this, game. yeah, I I'm with Joel. I would take uh, the 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 Lions side of this to cover. I initially I was leaning San Francisco just because of how poor Jared Goff has played on the road historically, especially since joining the Lions. But after seeing what the Lions did last week to the Buccaneers, like how consistently they were able to get pressure on Baker Mayfield, and of course then seeing how poorly Brock Brock Purdy played through most of that game against Green Bay, I think the Lions defense is going to be able to disrupt the 49ers. This game is going to stay fairly tight, and I would take the Lions to cover the 7.5. Weather's fine. It's not. It's going to be like a little bit cloudy, but low low winds, no rain. No precipitation? Yeah, okay, it's, good. it's fine. And then... It, and, Baltimore, there's calling for a little bit of rain on Sunday. High of 49, low of 40, and a little bit of rain. That favors Baltimore, doesn't it? I think it does. Yeah. Probably probably advantageous to the running attack. Yeah, I would think that does favor Baltimore. You would think lower points, though. Plus, Mahomes, if it was, like, snowy, that'd be – Kansas City's used to playing in that. Baltimore doesn't seem to play in that enough. To where I would give I would give Mahomes in a big game the edge of playing in, in bad weather. Yeah, I, it doesn't really affect uh, it doesn't really affect me a whole lot. I, I think it actually favors Baltimore. Now it might bring down my confidence in the total, but who cares? Scare money ain't make no right. money. Save <laughs> us so much risk. <laughs> so what are we feeling on the I like, game itself? I like I actually like the San Francisco side of this. I think San Francisco kind of rolls. I feel like they control this game, but y'all outvoted me. So uh, y'all we played Detroit plus seven and a half. Y'all picked the uh, the prize. Well, then the if stakes. we're not in agreement, we'll go twenty five again. Yeah, twenty five. Sorry. All right, Detroit plus seven and a half, twenty five bucks. The total in this game is fifty one and a half. How do you feel about that? That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. I love the under. I think it's. I have this game at Two twenty-seven. Two good defenses. Yeah, I, like, I, I would tend to go under as well. And Look, this, you're talking about a game quarterbacked by Brock Purdy and Jared Goff, yeah. and like no I just one talked about Goff's bad on the Purdy. road. He might press. He might turn it over. You don't know. But yeah, I, I would. Score, I would bet the score? under. Like they don't like. I know that they have these explosive offenses, but Lamar Jackson's capable of a 50-yard touchdown run. Happens like that. Pat Mahomes is capable of a 48-yard strike. Happens like that. Detroit, they're methodical. San Francisco, I mean, I know they have Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, McCaffrey especially with, especially with Debo banged up. Yeah. So, like, and he's expected to play. He's but expected banged to up, play, but, but he's banged, banged up. up. I just wanted to, to mention that he was expected to play, but banged yeah. up. I think that both of these offenses, even when they're rolling, they eat up clock. They eat up I time of possession. That means less possessions in the game. I mean, Dan I'm a Campbell's talking under. about bite kneecaps. He's certainly well, going to want to try to curl the clock. Game, manager, game managers do exactly that. They get the ball out to their – they, they – Sustained drives. They don't do a whole lot to be heroic. Uh, yeah, I, I think this is an underplay. Uh, so we're all on the under. You want to go 50 on this one, too? Kinda, might, might as well. Yeah. yeah, might as well. 
All right. Scared money don't make money. <laughs> Baltimore minus four, 25 on that. Detroit plus seven and a half, 25 on that. Over in the Baltimore-Kansas City game, a 44 and a half for 50. Under in the Detroit-San Francisco game, a 51 and a half for 50. Dollars. That is beasy money with the killer bees as we uh, hand out winners each and every week. Poncho said, uh, uh, he said the Super Bowl is rigged. Follow the storylines. Ravens beat the Niners. Have you noticed that the Super Bowl logos have kind of featured the team's colors that have played in their Joe Super Bowl? Joe said the if last we get Niners years? Ravens and hit on the color scheme again, he's going to bet it next year ahead of time. Yeah. Now, there's more, I mean, more than one team wears red. Sure. So that's going to be a little bit more than one. Do, more than one team wears purple. Yeah, Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah, so it's tough to do. <laughs> but, yeah, of the final four, you have Kansas City and San Francisco for the red. Yeah, and then you have – so they can – well, there's only there's only one purple left, though. So it would have to be Baltimore and, and San Francisco. Yeah. So if the NFL is rigged, there you go. All right, 713-780-ESPN. When we return, it's our Car Wreck of the Day presented by CarWreckTexas.com. And on Fridays, it's always the mean things you say to us. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. You all right? My leg is broken. The ball's coming through. Let me see. Let me see. Ah! Where's your ball, you prick? Where's my fucking money? This is the Car Wreck of the Day brought to you by CarWreckTexas.com. All right, the Car Wreck of the Day presented by CarWreckTexas.com. Every Friday are all the mean things that you say to us. Whether it's mean text, whether it's the mean twitches, whether it's the mean calls, whether it's the mean YouTubes. Wait, those don't exist there. It's a nice place on the internet, the YouTube. Uh, also, it's like mean things that other people say about other people. Like this one, I don't know. Did you put this one in here, Blinkers? Yeah. Or Aggie Matt? Aggie Matt, my longtime buddy. Aggie Matt. Um, there's a joke there. Josh struggles with basketball like Joel struggles with all sports other than basketball. I didn't see that. When did he say that? He said that during the Connor and Beard today. Oh, really? Aggie did they, Matt. Did they read it? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> Josh struggles with basketball like Blanker struggles with all sports other than basketball. Josh also struggles with stairs. Josh struggles knives. with lots of things. He struggles with quite a few. I wonder what he said that uh, that made Aggie Matt say this. I don't know, but I... Was looking at the second half of the quote more than the first. Yeah, I'm curious what Joel's or not Joel. I'm curious what Josh said that led to Aggie Matt saying this. Aggie, if you're still listening, let us know. But there is some Aggie on Aggie hate here. Yeah, because right. Aggie May, Aggie Matt, and Aggie, and Josh says that he's an Aggie. So a so little Aggie badger on Aggie hate too. On so Aggie know. hate, we're doing car wreck uh, of the day early today. By the way, 15 minutes because we are going to carry Michigan State, Wisconsin coming up in a little bit. Wisconsin three and a half point favorite in that game. Do they cover against Sparty? No, no. Well, that's some hate right there. Nope. That's a mean text. <laughs> they're not. I mean, I think they're, they're over. I know, but they're overrated right Michigan now. Michigan State angry. Michigan State. Well, they're going to run them into the floor. Uh, this one was directed to me on Twitter. No point in arguing with a pompous bad word who thinks they're the smartest guy in the room. You now, do you know that's about you, or are you just assuming? No, it was. I mean, it's in my it's in my comments on Twitter. Okay, okay. Whenever oh, I was Twitter. having a conversation with somebody else, and then this guy felt the need to interject when the conversation had nothing to do with him and call me a pompous bad word who thinks I'm the smartest guy in the room. Now, if you had to call me one of those two things that I'm the most of, a pompous bad word or the smartest guy in the room, which of the two would you pick? Pompous bad word. Bad word. 
bad word. Yeah. Just the bad word. I love you guys. I, I was going to say, my first thought thought, well, maybe I should see what the bad word is for, but no. I no, just, we can I, just I assume enough. it'll fit. I got enough info there. This isn't the segment for kindness. Uh, Branham's voice makes me want to chew glass. Nice. I usually get compliments on my voice, but I actually agree with the uh, the mean text. I, I don't I don't love listening to my voice. Uh, my kitchen is dirty. Said Blanker's voice is not entertaining. Respectfully, what does that mean? How can you say that respectfully? What does an entertaining voice sound like? I guess Bruce Buffer. Bruce Buffer's got an entertaining voice. Yeah, but that's more like PA don't introduction. No, that's Michael uh, Buffer. That's Michael Buffer. No, they both do it. They probably oh, they both, both have both If you do their catchphrase, they can cut. Well, I know the, the, I'm not going to say it, but I know Michael Buffer still sue you if you say it. Yeah. He will still sue you? Yeah, yeah he'll sue you. Can Bruce you do has it? the other one. Can I you don't do it on know the radio? if I can say it, because I'm not trying to make oh, no, any no, no. money off of it right now. Can you now. say it on the radio? No, I literally, one day, we brought him up in a story about that, like he was going to do it for the Super Bowl or something, and Todd came running down the hallway and threw the door open. He goes, don't say it. Whatever you do, don't was, say it. What was Michael Buffer's catchphrase? I'm not, yeah, nice you're not going to get us to say it. Yeah, nice try, Chief. Then he say it's HBO, something like that. Isn't that what Michael Buffer said? Mm, and then sure. Bruce Buffer said, "It's about that time." I like what you did there, right? That's you you walked said? right we up have, to it, but you can't. We have it. knockoff sayings. Uh, that Brian was not. Uh, Brian got got too oh, this week. He's been I? with us for many days. Uh, B Mac most definitely is the comic store guy on The Simpsons. <laughs> Dude, I don't. I don't, I've seen, I don't know who that it's is. Been, I haven't watched The Simpsons in years. He, is that accurate? A, he, that character's very nerdy, and he's kind of a well actually guy. Oh, really? Yeah, he's very nitpicky <laughs> and like looks down upon others who don't get the same comic book references that he does. Which I don't know. If, I don't. I don't think I look down on anybody else. But that's fine. Three three eight. It's funny regardless. <laughs> I can't read that one. Three 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 eight. Um. Couple of more here by Bobby Slow. That was somebody being mean to Bobby Slow by calling him just Bobby Slow. Like he's not very okay. smart. He's slow. Bobby Slow. Uh, Jake Myers is not the answer. We need an outfield. Uh, outfielder Jordan is too fragile. Those are boring. Uh, listening to Branham's voice hurts me worse than the Hopkins trade. Is that the same That's, number as the first one? I didn't confirm. Probably. I bet you it was. Probably. So you're the sports radio equivalent of David Anderson or uh, David Anderson. <laughs> Oh, David Who? Johnson. David Johnson. David thank Johnson. you. Thank you. I the, said David Anderson, another former Texan player in the Hopkins trade. My voice got. Uh, I guess it would. We couldn't call him strays. My voice has been ridiculed twice. It's not strays. I'm not a fan of my voice either. Yeah. Pat Mahomes' dad said, "I hope not." When asked if he is sitting with Taylor Swift, Brittany Mahomes, and Jason Kelsey this weekend, well, you're offended by that. Uh, not only am I offended by this, but I think this kills all sorts of team chemistry. There's no reason that not, Pat Mahomes' dad should be saying this. I don't think so. Mm. This ruins the, all of the good vibes that Kansas City had going. T. Swift in the booth, Jason Kelsey hopping out of the booth. All of the vibes were immaculate, and now Pat Mahomes' dad screws you it see up. see the video of the one time that, that uh, Mahomes' wife gave Taylor Swift the hug, and Mahomes' dad turned around and looked like, what the hell are you guys doing? <laughs> He's uh, a longtime baseball pitcher for the Twins oh, yeah. and multiple teams. Mets. Was he? Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was he ever a Ranger? I don't think so. I don't know. Uh, you were delusional. This is to me. You were delusional, and those were obvious things. Nothing you should try and trade credit for. I'm sure I was being very serious. That was that you? Yeah, I'm sure I was being very oh. serious whenever I was trying to take credit for that. Uh, ask Joe George's dumb bad word. I'm sure he has a solution. He worked one day this week and gets a mean text. How about that? 6133 said, Killer Bees suck. Just kidding. Love you guys. Can never say a bad thing about you two. That's not, that's the wrong segment. 
We saved you that. Said for, we suck. We saved that for other days. Thanks, Willie P. <laughs> I liked it. We saved that for other things. All right. Thanks so much to Abigail Brian for doing the hard work for that slacker Joe. Uh, he's uh, he's blank. I'm Branham. Have a great weekend. Stay dry. We'll talk to you on Monday. Big Ten basketball up next on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5.